Today we're doing in Parshas Matos Sheni. Now there's a very famous mimer. Uh, it is, uh, begins with the Alter Rebbe, but then it was made famous by the Rebbe Rashab. And that mimer is called Heicholtzu. The mimer of Heicholtzu. And that Heicholtzu basically discusses uh, this week's, uh, today's, this portions, the Parsha. We, we read about a war uh, which seems to be kind of unique. I mean, in the last several uh, parshiyas, we, lo- we read about various different wars that the Jewish people conducted against the nations, against the enemies, against the nations that were sitting there. And here we find, first of all, Hashem sort of conditioned and said that Moshe Rabbeinu needs to wage this war. And after this war, Moshe Rabbeinu is going to die. So, and as Rashi points out, the Jewish people didn't want to go to this war, even though they willingly went to the other wars, because they didn't want Moshe Rabbeinu to die. So, the question is, why is this war so important that it has to be done through Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe Rabbeinu's death is delayed until he's going to wage this war? What is it so unique about this war? There's also various different indications as the Mimer goes through at great length to show that this war with Midian is, is actually was unique, was special. Now, one of the key to understand it is, and again, it's a long Mimer, it's available, I believe we have it in the shelf here, the Mimer Echotzu, it's a very famous Mimer. And um, I think it was said, the, the basis of the Mimer as explained, I believe, in the previous Rebbe's introduction, that in the city over there, there was a big machlokis between uh, some of the Balabatim in the, in the city, and uh, the Rebbe gave this Maimer as a sort of as a pep talk, if you want to can call it that, but as a inspiration for people to straighten themselves out, that to learn how to live together without uh, being uh, in a machlokis in a, at, at, at odds with each other. So but the key to understanding it is the word midyon, because the word midyon, as he explained, it comes from the language of modern, which means disagreement. Basically, as we know, the are seven nations uh, that lived in Eretz Yisrael in a general way. There's 31 nations, there's more, there's other than that, but they're basically called the seven nations that lived in Eretz Yisrael. And uh, the seven nations basically are represented by the seven emotions that we each one possesses. And the seven nations that we're supposed to kick out from the land of Eretz Yisrael, and then we're supposed to settle it, is a metaphor for our own maturity to chase out of ourselves the seven bad inclinations or the seven bad general midos, chase them out of your own Eretz Yisrael, of your own heart, and have them settled by positive midos, by positive emotions. So the seven nations that we chase out, we're chasing out the negativity and bringing in the positive. So each one of the nations, basically, of the seven nations, represents one mido, that represents one emotional, one characteristic, or one point to work on. And then, we, as we know, before Sphira, we work on seven times seven, which is seven, and then it's, as it's divided into seven. But yet, that's the very details. But all these negative characteristics, they have a base. They come from one source. They come from one, from one point. And uh, as the Maimir uh, uh, points out over there, 
Uh, that point is not a specific thing, but that diametrically opposes Hashem. As we see in the Parsha, uh, Hashem says to give the revenge, Nikmas Hashem b'midyon. This is to give the revenge for Hashem b'midyon. While the other nations are a particular, it's not Mamash Hashem, Rashi explains taking revenge for the Jewish people because the Midianite, they caused the Jewish people to sin, they allowed their their daughters to uh, do sins with the Jewish people, they caused them to sin, this was the advice of of Bilaam, as we read in the Parsha, Bilaam was finally killed by the sword, together with all the uh, kings of the of the Malchim Midian, as the Pasuk continues to talk about over there. But the Rebbe said that source of all difficult is actually one's ego. That is one's ego's, one's self-recognition uh, to the extent which is actually the source of everything else that comes out. So while all these specific Midos, the specific nations, they are a specific target, a specific aspect of one's emotions, the concept of the ego, the Midyon, that is a very important part, which is the basis, which opposes Hashem. Because Hashem requires humility, subjugation to Hashem. If one realizes that he is essentially of uh, no value in the face of Hashem, so then if he can uh, bring about by himself the level of humility, uh, that is automatically will help him overcome all the other challenges, all the other specific emotions. And that's why this was so important. That's why this was Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu had to wage this war because this is not just an ordinary war with a specific nation, with a specific Midah, but this is sort of the general thing that requires Moshe Rabbeinu, which requires all the Jewish people to be involved. Although, as the Pasuk says, there was only 1,000 uh, per, uh, per tribe, but basically it was a cholzu that it was everybody got together, not ye cholzu, but a cholzu, as the Maimah discusses there at great length, also brings it out in other, in very, very practical terms. He says, sometimes people disagree, they don't even know why they're disagreeing. They just know because you said so, that means that I have to say differently, because if I agree, then who am I? And uh, the Rebbe goes through there and he shows in various different practical ways uh, that the most important side thing is to be tolerant, be accepting, to humble yourself, and then you will be able to accept and you'll be able to uh, work things out and you'll be able to avoid clashes. As, uh, as one has once said, that the word ego stands for exit God out. But if you bring God in, then you are humble and then you're able to uh, achieve success in all your service to Hashem. Just to mention that tonight, uh, or tomorrow morning, early morning, begins the fast of Shiva Osir Betamuz. And as we know that one of the reasons for the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash, Shiva Osir Betamuz is of course the day that they siege, they put the, uh, broke through the siege of uh, Eretz Yisrael, uh, Yerushalayim, and they broke through on the 17th day of Amhufka year. The year was, was besieged. And, we know that the, uh, the Gemara says that at least in the second Beis HaMikdosh, that the reason why the uh, Golos is so long, that we're still in Golos uh, and, uh, for uh, so many years, uh, the Gemara says that it's their, their sin has not been revealed, so it's also, but the Gemara also points out that it was the idea of Sinas Chinom, which is exactly what we're talking about here, that is 
hatred without a reason. Now, of course, as the Rebbe says in the Maimer over there, he'll find, he'll rationalize it, he'll legitimize it, and he'll give excuses why he, he hates him and what the person has done to him and justifies his action. But the bottom line is that that's not really the reason. It's the idea of Midyon. That's the idea of Sinas Chinom. And that's the war that we have to wage. But certainly when it comes the three weeks and we're trying to fix, starting with the fast day, trying to fix uh, that these days should turn around to be uh, days of uh, happiness and Yom Tovim, we have to do Avas Chinom, as the Rebbe says, to be uh, senseless love, which means without reason, without rationale, just to reach out and to help out and certainly it's a time for us to pray together that uh, Hashem protect Eretz Yisrael, that Hashem provide miracles, that uh, nobody should get hurt. Hashem has been kind. I mean, it's unfortunate this thing's still going on all the time. Hashem should help that it should all be a clear victory for the Jewish people, that they should be able to once and for all live in peace and in, in, in harmony in Eretz Yisrael. Even a sword of peace should not pass through your land, as Hashem has promised us. So that should really be fulfilled, that we should be able to see that with our own eyes. And certainly that will bring them in, usher in the era of Mashiach, will bring peace to the whole world. Just a reminder for everybody is that if you are going to sleep tonight, and you don't have in mind uh, to get up before dawn um, or before the time that mentioned in the calendar. I believe it's three. Somebody want to check the calendar exactly? What time the fast begins? It's, I think it's three, uh, three uh, a.m. with some a few minutes. What time is it there? Three eighteen is the last. So if you go to sleep and you don't have a mind to get up before three eighteen then you're done. Then even if you happen to get up, you can't eat. But if you initially, before you go to sleep, you say that you're going to get up, or like some others don't go to sleep till 3.18, so then you're okay, you're safe. You can eat up till 3.18. And the fast is over. One more quick look at the calendar. The fast is over tomorrow. 8.57. We also have a a very special, I guess, event just to help us overcome the sadness of the uh, there is a Pidyon Haben scheduled uh, tomorrow. This is actually an adult who has not had a Pidyon Haben uh, while he was uh, 30 days old, as the tradition is that the father redeems the son at the age of 30 days. And the halacha is that if a son hasn't, if the father didn't redeem his son, then the person is obligated to, uh, is obligated to uh, redeem himself. So... Uh, Baruch Rhoda's uh, stepson is uh, going to have his pigeon aben here tomorrow, and Baruch Rhoda is also going to feed everybody who's going to come here. Following the uh, fast is over tomorrow, as uh, we said at uh, nine o'clock. Um, so Baruch Rhoda is going to uh, we're going to do the pigeon aben, and uh, fortunately, by pigeon aben you wash first and then you do the procedure, so you won't have to wait. You'll be able to. Uh, to wash first and have the meal here uh, tomorrow night. I mean, I just got notice uh, today, so I didn't have a chance to really let everybody know, so I'm telling you now. Uh, I understand probably women and the families are invited. Is that correct? Yeah, the whole families are invited. So everybody will be here to break the fast, uh, courtesy of Baruch Roda and the mitzvah of Pidyon Haben. And let's hope that Hashem will do the Pidyon Haben, because we're Hashem's son, and we're his Aben Yachid. Hashem will redeem us, take us out from Golos, 
Bring us Mashiach Tzidkei